This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So we're going to try this again, again? for the third time. Uh, yeah. For the third time, we are bringing new content to the people. You know, Jay, when we talked about when we talked about this show, we wanted to do something that was bigger than fantasy football. Yeah. You know, we we got our start or this our content creator tag was formed in the fantasy football space with Destination Debbie. And as you and I have grown together, have gotten to know one another. We have a ton of similar interest, and that crosses through life, even though we're in different stages of our lives. That's culture with music, with things that are going on in sports culture, in hip-hop culture, um, and and also, uh, you know, sports and life, man. Like, all of those things we, we talk about almost daily with one another, and this idea popped to our head to, like, let's capture this. Yep. Let's capture these moments. Let's capture these conversations because, you know, there are people out there who who follow us, who listen to us, who subscribe to this channel, to us, that go through that are going through some of the same things that I'm going through as Absolutely. a husband, as a father, as a content creator, that are going through some of the similar things that you're going through as 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 a young as a young man. You know, you're younger than me. Figuring out what they're passion in life is going to be while juggling relationships and juggling different jobs and things of that nature. So this show, the black box show is truly just us, our raw, unfiltered, unscripted thoughts on certain topics that are, that are happening in our culture and life and in, in sports. So I just want to make it very clear for everybody tuning in and watching this, y'all need to stick with us, keep rocking with us, but this is not a fantasy football show. We are not going to tell you who to draft in your dynasty league in the 23rd round. We're not going to do that. This is just real talk. And I'm glad that we we thought about this project together. We truly conceptualized it together. And we are excited to bring you the Black Box Show. Yeah. And I think um, most importantly, like what you said, is that it's about our relationship, right? Like everything that we have built over this time from when we first started talking, um, it expanded and it got a lot bigger than just sports, a lot bigger than just fantasy football. Like that to me is the coolest part about how this relationship started. It was just, you know, a DM one time, hey, your video sucks. Let's make it better. Now it turned into YouTube channel, podcast, this new black box show. Um, I think for your audience, most importantly, is like, this is going to be a great way for them to get to know you better as well. Like, they already know me a little bit. I'm the guy they make fun of. And I'm cool with that. I'm cool being that guy. But this is, like you said, is real talk. This is real conversations, sports, life, culture. Like, there's so many great things that you've told me. And let me tell you, bro, like, you've told me a lot of great pieces of advice, information, again, 
in your life, you're a bit older than me, but there's still a piece of information you take from me that you ask me questions about because you feel that my opinion is, is valuable as well. And so I think this combination of personality, um, fun like we have together, seriousness, life experience, it's something that a lot of people can relate to and why this show is going to be so great. Yeah, and, and I'm a big proponent of and a big believer of just you get out of life what you put into it, man. If you put positive vibes, positive energy into the atmosphere, then at some point that same level of love and appreciation will be reciprocated to you. Like I'm a true, I'm a believer in that wholeheartedly, man. And, um, you know, it's going to be really fun to talk about some of the, not just the great things that are happening with us, but some of the struggles. Like there are things that that shit, we all got problems, man. We all yeah. have things that that bother us, that make us sad, that that trigger certain and elicit certain responses and emotions. And I think a lot of times, especially for males, we don't want to talk about that. Like it's there's this machismo persona around being this, you know, athletic male or I'm a, this football guy, this sports guy. When in reality, man, I shit, I I got I hurt too, man. I cry, I go through things, I struggle. I'm I'm still yeah. trying to find my way, even at 34 years old, I'm still trying to find what it is that I want to do for the rest of my life. But I'm excited to share this journey with you, and I'm excited to share this journey with everybody else that's watching. And once again, it's sports, it's culture, it's life. This is The Black Box Show. man so one of the things that i really wanted like to talk about with you today is something that sort of swept the entire culture everywhere by storm and i really don't know what it is i i'm in the game i'm yeah. in the game right now but this top shot thing this this top shot nba top shots we're buying video clips and and doing all of these things and collecting these moments right these nfts and i don't even know non-fungible tokens I guess that's what NFT stands for. I don't even really know what the hell that means. Non-fungible tokens. All I know is that I can spend $9 on a pack of NBA video clips and potentially flip that $9 into thousands of dollars. So sign me up. I'm all in. But is this something like you're in the game? You're in like you are more well-versed in this NBA Top Shot thing than I am. So like, is this something that's legit? Is it here to stay? I know what Michael Jordan and somebody else invested like 300 M's into to the dapper people. KD, MJ, Clay Thompson, like um, Nolan Arenado from Major League Baseball, like tons of people are, honestly, bro, I think people are legitimately trying to get money in like as fast as they can. But the problem is, is that Dapper is only going to allow so many people to invest. And that's just the craze of Top Shot. But to get back to your point about what is it, non-fungible tokens basically mean they have no value. So whether it's a sports card, whether it's whatever, ultimately anything you buy that's a collectible could go to zero. That, that to me is the most important thing. Like we're talking about making money investments. It is important to understand that any of these things can go to zero. But when you talk about you buy a $9 pack, it's not unheard of to make 
$50, $100, $200 on that pack if you get the right moment in it. And especially when you talk about what's going on right now with how high price moments are, you almost find no moments that are $9. So you talk about you're going to get three moments and you could probably sell them all for $10 a piece. Why are you not in on that? Now, I understand this is a new generation, digital collectibles, cards are still a thing. People are going to say, why would I buy a YouTube clip when I can buy a card? Well, to me, someone who's a little bit younger, a card is a piece of cardboard. So what's the difference between a piece of cardboard and a YouTube clip? They're both worthless at the end of the day to me. So why would I not buy a LeBron turnaround, fadeaway, three-pointer, looks at the bench, crowd goes crazy, he goes crazy over just his random card from 2020. Like I just, it, it, to me, it's not the same. But the thing I love about Top Shot is that it's expanding, it's growing. NBA players are buying into this. That tells you more than anything. If NBA players are buying into it, you should at least say to yourself, why do I not know what this is? Why am I not learning more about it? And that to me is so exciting. When you talk about right now, I'm already signed up for it. I actually got to get you signed up for it because they already like low key have UFC in the works. So you're telling me you could get, you know, a submission, a crazy knockout in UFC. And then talking about expanding into the NFL, they have an agreement with the NFLPA. And then like, honestly, man, the possibilities are endless right now. For what you see Top Shot is, it's the fastest growing NFT marketplace in the world, period. So just think about it from that sense. It's the fastest growing marketplace in the world. I believe they have already over a billion dollars in sales or something crazy, like 500 million. So for that to already happen... And basically, this started from, you know, they started in August, but it really picked up in January. You see Mark Cuban talking about it. Gary V, Forbes, Business Insider, like all these big media outlets are like, what is Top Shot? And should you get involved? That's why I think you need to pay attention to at least what it is. Whether you want to invest your money or not, that's up to the individual. But as you're saying, you can make money off this. I'm making money off this. So we got to at least talk yeah. about it because we're both people that are in it for what? Yeah, that's money. All- that's, yeah, that's I don't give a shit for. about collecting. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I don't. I don't care about any of that. I'm in it for, and nine dollars is not even an investment. Like if I'm paying nine dollars or fourteen dollars, that's what you, you can't even get a meal at Texas Roadhouse for fourteen dollars. So it's not even an investment. It's to me, it's a no brainer. And while I may not know the intricacies and the ins and outs of the NFT game or or Top Shot, I know that if I get a dope moment. With a low serial number, I can flip that. And that's in and 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 both of us, man, we talk about it all the time. Like I dabble in the stock market and I know you do as well. And there are stocks yeah. that are moving because of this NFT movement. So I'm with you, man. I don't think it's going um anywhere. I don't know a ton about it and really don't really care to know a ton about it. All I need to know is when they're gonna drop, <laughs> how I get in line, how I purchase it. And then how to? You flip can't them. miss a pack drop now, man. You, you, yeah, I mean, you know, it's yeah. and, and and when you're talking about the players that you can collect, the moments that you can collect, I know that you know in the trading card world, you want to get rookie quarterbacks, right? Rookie quarterbacks are all the craze. Like you get the rookie quarterbacks; those are the player cards that hold a lot of value. But in this top shot game, I'm pretty sure, like, because basketball is different. You want the LeBron Jameses, you want the KDs, right? And when you're talking about the young cats, you probably want Zion Williamson and, you know, one of the hottest names in the game. And I'm, again, I'm not even in it like that. And I already know it's LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is like, when I just went to go, I went to go look up how much LaMelo Ball costs. And I'm like, shh, I ain't finna get no LaMelo Ball boom is paying this much for him. But LaMelo, LaMelo's a, he's an interesting young player. 
for so many different reasons beyond the top shot. Like, yes, his top shot moments are some of the most expensive ones out there. But LaMelo's whole path to relevancy is fascinating. It is so fascinating. And it's had these ebbs and flows of he was great in high school. Then his career was over because he didn't finish high school and his dad screwed him over because he's not going to go to college. And then he goes to Lithuania of all places, Yeah, comes back. And then now, like, and then throughout all that time, he grew like eight inches. <laughs> I mean, his, his, his entire story, the whole ball family story is, is really an interesting case study. And I know a lot of people do not like the Ball family, and mainly because of LeVar Ball. But I, for one, as a parent, I don't, I don't see what he did outside of empower and encourage his kids to be the absolute best versions of themselves that they could be. And because of that, as a father of two young boys, if my boys came to me tomorrow and said, Dad, I want to play baseball, I love baseball, all I want to do is swing a bat and throw a baseball, I promise you I'm going to do every single thing that I can do to put them in a situation to be fulfilled in life playing baseball. That means camps. That means working out. That means practicing. That means getting them into those things. As long as, and, and, and screw sport. They could tell me, Dad, I want to be a chef. Anything. Uh, like, I love to cook. I love to paint. I'm going to do everything in my power to put them in a situation to be the best damn chef they can be. And I don't get all the LeVar Ball hate. Yes, he said outlandish things. No, yeah. he can't beat Michael Jordan. The fact that you even got ups- the the fact that you even got upset about something that we all know wasn't going to happen, just chill out. Like I just don't get all the hate with Levar Ball, and then now the hate on his kids, Lonzo and Lamelo, man. Yeah, that's a hilarious narrative when you really think about it. Because at the end of the day, Levar Ball, he's a personality, man. That's what he is, and he's smart. He's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Because when you talk about a player like Lonzo, who really probably wasn't as good as we thought he was, and now we're seeing in the NBA. But when you talk about Melo, like, and I believe from the very beginning, he said Melo's the best. Like, he's the best when he was younger. He showed the most progression as a ball handler, as a shooter. But going back to um, LeVar, LeVar's a good father, man. This dude roots for his kids more than anybody and i know we can get into it but you talk about famous fathers like lavar may go down as one of the most well-known dedicated fathers for his children like that to me speaks volumes when you talk about a guy who no matter what he said my kid's better than this guy lebron james i'm better than michael jordan it doesn't matter who it was Put my kid, put my boys up against anybody and we'll give them the business. How many times do you hear him say that? He go on first take. He go on get up, ESPN, Fox, whoever. He'll talk crap to anybody. He doesn't care. But when you talk about if your father talked like that to you, that would instill so much confidence in you because he believes in you. He believed in you from day one when no one else did and he continues to believe in you. And that's one of the reasons I have a lot of respect for him. You know, at the beginning, 
I was like, who's this clown on my TV? Like, get him off. Like, why is he spewing all this nonsense? But now he got two kids to go number two overall in the draft. Like two. How many kids you got go number two in the draft? I'll tell you, it's probably zero. Everyone out of you watching there, zero. But he got two. And that, at the end of the day, speaks for itself. And that's why, to me, you have to respect what he did. You may not like it in the moment, but what he did in the end result is empower his boys to be great. And that is the ultimate goal of any parent. And I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah, and that's why I don't have a problem with anything that he did. Again, if you're upset over outlandish statements, I mean, come on, man. Like, if, do you really believe that he could beat Michael Jordan? Regardless of, like, to me, that's just silly. Like, I think a lot of people just don't like the fact that that they've probably tried to do that with their own family, with their own kids, and weren't that successful. And he figured out a way to market himself and market his boys and market yeah. his family name. And there's no reason for me personally, there's no reason uh, for anybody to be upset. I mean, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's not the only dad or mom or parent to push their kids to, uh, to, to be the best they can be. Look at the Watt family. They're like three brothers in the NFL. The St. Brown family, they got three boys that played high-level college football, two that are in the NFL, or one that's in the NFL and another one who's going to be in the NFL. The the Williams sisters, both of them, you know, top tennis players. Tiger Woods with his son. Like, I just, I, I, I don't think people liked how LeVar Ball went about it. Yeah. But who the hell are you to judge how somebody should? That's the whole thing I don't understand about society in general. Like, how are you the society police? You're supposed to, you're going to tell me what's an acceptable way for me to be, to act like I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not hurting anybody. Uh, if you think what I'm saying is stupid, that doesn't really change from a lot of things that we've seen from people in high places in this country that have said a bunch of stupid things. Facts. So why, how are you the, the, the police or the gatekeeper of how and what I should say? I just don't get it. I, I think that he did exactly what I would do as a parent. Would I have taken to social media? Would I have taken the first take? Would I have? I don't know what the hell I would have said if Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp asked me, how good is your boys? I'm not going to say they're not very good. I'm going to be like, they're the best damn baseball best. players I've ever seen. Hell yeah. They're the best baseball players I've ever seen. They're going to be better than than. Jackie Robinson, they're going to be better than Babe Ruth. Like, that's what I believe my boys to be. Yeah. And especially if they were that talented, right? Like, if my boys were out there cranking 50 home runs a season in high school, what am I going to say? Like, I believe my boys are going to be the best baseball players to ever live. Like, you may think that's outlandish, but damn it, I believe in it. You know what? LeVar believed. He had the courage of his conviction. He stood up on his, on his platform. He talked his talk, and he had two boys get picked uh, in the top top half of the NBA draft, the top of the NBA draft. So for, for all the negativity and all the hate, listen, I, I, ain't, got, I ain't got much to say, man. But, um, you know, speaking of basketball and sports and football and tennis and all these different sports, I think it's only right. Yeah. In this first show, we set the, we set the precedent. Yeah. We set the precedent for what we look for in sports figures and sports athletes. And I'm going to ask you to name your top five goats. Yeah. Mount Rushmore, top five players, whatever sport you want to choose. There's no limit to the criteria. Whatever you want 
to to build your top five list on, you do it and explain to the people your top five goats, Mount Rushmore players of all time. Let's go. Five to one. Okay, so number five, we're starting off with Steph Curry because Steph Curry changed basketball forever. And I love everything he does off the court. He's an amazing, amazing, talented basketball player. Probably will never get the respect he really deserves for what he did. And that's okay. I can live with that. But I'm a big fan of Steph Curry. I'm a bigger fan, honestly, of what he does off the court. Um, I think he's an incredible player uh, on the court. And he's a great golfer, too. People don't know. He's an exceptional golfer. Now, does that matter the GOAT conversation? Maybe a little bit. I like to include it. Golf's a hard sport. Zero. Zero. But, it, oh, it, it matters, matters a little bit. Well, we can zero. talk about that some other time when we talk about golf a little bit later. Number four, we're talking about Serena Williams, the greatest tennis player as far as I'm concerned ever. A extremely influential woman, extremely influential black woman for young girls. I believe she also owns one of the soccer teams or is a part owner of one of the soccer teams for the Women's Soccer League forming in the United States. Like, there's just so many things to love about Serena. On top of the fact she's just a winner. 24 Grand Slam titles. Like, what? you can't take anything away from what Serena did on the court. And just the how, just everything about her, man. Every time you hear her speak, you just want to hear more from her. You don't get enough, Serena. As a mom, as an influential figure, there's just so many reasons to love her. And that's why I love her, and that's why she's at number four. Number three, I'm talking about Tiger Woods. Again, golf. We talked about it already. Because we've done this show three times. But the reason why we watch golf is because of Tiger Woods. It's the only reason why I watch golf. And I cannot tell you how much satisfaction I got watching him win another major championship. If you didn't know how good Tiger Woods was because you didn't watch golf when he came up, one of the most dominant runs in history, period, in golf. Probably the most dominant in most people's cases. Completely popularized golf. You hear people talk about Tiger Woods. I watch golf and I'm black and I'm rooting for Tiger Woods. Like that, that's it. That's what people do. It was went so far that white people were cheering for Tiger Woods, which again, it's just an unprecedented thing for Tiger to be so dominant. As well, he did with his own branding. And yes, he's had his issues, but Tiger's just a very influential figure in sports and one of the most dominant athletes we've ever seen, period. Now, number two, I'm going to LBJ LeBron James. Because of what he does on a basketball floor, they just it can't be matched. Like there's just so many things he does well, from team construction to getting his players in the right spots, winning championships, what he does philanthropically around the world, what the brand he's built for himself, the pressure that was on him at such an early age, he's fulfilled everything. And honestly, for me, um, I've talked to you. I'm very much bigger into what these athletes do off their surface of play much more than they are on the surface of play because all these athletes are great. But I love to see the things that he's done off the court, philanthropically separating himself from certain athletes. And that's what's just so amazing about LeBron and one of the reasons why I love him more for his off the court stuff than what he does on the court. Number one, it's on the shirt back to back. This shirt is almost as old as I am. It might even be older than me, honestly. It's from 92-93. It is made in the U.S. of A. Back-to-back, Jordan on the front, Pippen on the back. That's just how we do it. It's got to be MJ, 6-for-6. Retired, came back, won three more, went to play baseball. He was still not a bad baseball player, but... And then as well, Jordan Brand setting up Bubba Wallace with his own brand in NASCAR. Like, just what he means to sneaker culture, what he means to all of these athletes he inspires every day. Everyone wants to be like Mike. 
And that's just what I think it comes down to. Mike is probably going to go down as the most influential athlete. He's my number one GOAT. I can't wait to hear yours. I'm really excited for this. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Well, before we get to mine, I gotta, I gotta go to number five. Okay. I gotta go to your fifth player. Okay. I asked you for your goats. I love me, me some Steph Curry, man. You give me. I think Steph he's Curry. so underrated. I think he's so underrated. Okay. We're not talking about who's overrated, underrated. We're talking about the greatest of yes. all time. And I, listen, I didn't put any constraints on what you could use for this, but it's hard for me to put Steph Curry. In the same type of conversation with Serena, with Tiger, with LeBron, with MJ right yeah. now. I'm not saying that he can't yeah. get there before his career is all said and done. But Steph isn't the best player in the NBA now. He's probably not the second or third best player in the NBA right now. Depends. He's not the best player. He's not a, he's not a top five player in NBA history. So for me to have Steph Curry on this pantheon of – True goats seems a little premature, man. Oh, it I is. Mean, I could agree I, to that. I, it's I, a little I, premature, but but I just think like when you talk about a guy who literally changed basketball in in my own era, right? Like in the era that I watched basketball, he changed it like completely. Forty percent of shots right now from the field are three pointers because of one dude and one dude only, and that is Steph Curry. You just don't see that in sports to see a player legitimately change the way a game is played entirely. That's just not something that I'm used to seeing. And as well, I'm a big fan of the Curry brand. As Like you said, it's still early, but I think the potential for it is just enormous. It's not something we'll ever see from LeBron or Kevin Durant or any of these guys that are signed to Nike. He went his own route. He went after Jordan. He didn't go after LeBron. No, 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 sir. He's going after MJ himself. And that, I really do admire that, that confidence to go out on his own and do his own thing that way. That's one of the reasons why I have him as a GOAT on my list. I'm very impressed what I've seen from Curry in his, in his career, and uh, I do think there's a lot ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. I, I, listen, I think there's a lot ahead for, for Steph as well. And again, this is, this is your list. It's not my list, so I can't – I'm knocking it. I'm just going to tell you, I'm not I'm, – I just that's, – that's a, that's a tough – spot to put curry yeah over. and even and even for me man like my next guy is kobe because again kobe inspired this entire generation of basketball players pretty much when you talk about his five championships what he's done for women's sports especially having his daughter Gigi, who unfortunately passed with him but his 
incredible inspiration. Like I love what Kobe's done for so many athletes around the world, men, women. Um, again, this dude speaks four different languages. He's talking crap to Luca in in uh, his native language in Slovenian. And even Luke is like, who the hell is that talking to me? And it was Kobe. Like, it's yeah, just, man. he does things that are just beyond words. The way people talk about him is just, it's so inspiring to think how many people he touched. And yes, of course, he's passed. And that's, that's so, so terrible um, because there was just so much ahead of him. And so many people talk about how he was going to do a lot more after basketball than what he did during basketball, which is scary to think about because of how much he accomplished on the court. Yeah, it's crazy when you just think about all... Like, when you think about athletes in general, how many have truly, like, made and left an everlasting impact on their sport? And as I look across different sports, I don't think there have been more impactful athletes in general outside of the NBA. Like, really. And, I, yeah. and I'm thinking, you, you know, you talked about Mike. You talked about Steph. You talked about – we talked about LeBron. But a player who's not, he's, he's not in my top five, but he's not even an honorable mention, but Allen Iverson. What Allen Iverson yeah. did to the, for the culture of basketball. I mean, they changed the dress code rules. Changed the rules, yeah. Because of AI. The cornrows, yeah. the tattoos, the dreads, the, the wristband. Like, he, I, I remember getting an Allen Iverson jersey and thinking that was like the coolest thing on earth. I remember when I got my first AI jersey. I had the question shoes and the answers. Like, yeah. he ch like I wanted cornrows because of Allen Iverson, man. He just, like, you just think about that. Like, NBA players have such such a, a, a long reach because basketball is worldwide. You know, yeah. football, America, American football is really just big in the U.S., right? Yeah. You know, football is not even, that's soccer in, in Europe. That's soccer overseas. So basketball is, is the same in in. Uh, Lithuania as it is in Europe as it is in South Central Los Angeles. It's basketball, man. So, yeah, it, it's it's just amazing how many impactful NBA players uh, have come around. But for me, uh, I'm going to start with my, my honorable mention. Well, I will save the honorable mention. So I've switched this list like two times. And uh, for me, at five, on my Mount Rushmore... I've got Usain Bolt. Okay. I have okay. the fastest, fastest man, man alive. who's ever lived. The fastest man who's ever lived. I've got Usain Bolt. What he was able to do. There's a difference between winning a race and destroying your competition. Yeah. Usain Bolt destroyed his competition. It was not even close for not one, not two, but three straight Olympic Games. World record holder in the 100-meter dash, world record holder in the 200-meter dash, world record holder in the 4x1-meter relay, and Usain Bolt made it look easy. Yeah. When you talk about utter domination and box office, anytime Usain Bolt was racing, I was from 2008 to 2016, anytime Usain Bolt was on, I need to watch Usain Bolt. It was box office. Never missed a race, man. Never miss a race. Can't do it. For him to be 6'5", 6'4", 6'6", whatever he is, and have the speed that he... It was truly in winning races, pulling up, looking at the camera, beating his chest, like, and no kind of PEDs, no kind of, uh, you know, no, nothing never. that he got caught. That doesn't matter if he ain't got caught. Facts. But he just... Ne he was utterly and completely dominant in track and field 
And maybe we'll see some money faster than him, but what he was able to do for the sport of track and field, uh, I just I, I think he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore of goats. At four, I do, like you, have Serena Williams. Her impact for not just women in tennis, but young black women, uh, you, you can't understate how dominant Serena was in tennis. I mean, she put fear in opponents. Like, yep. she's bigger and faster and stronger than everybody else out there. Uh, so, so much to the point that there were ridiculous rumors. Remember when people were like, is she even a woman? Yeah. And she might be a man. And she's like, huge. like She's because she she's jacked she's, up opponents every single she weekend. Is the epitome of just muscle, right? Yeah. But and and she's doing so much off of the tennis court as well. But any greatest of all time conversation that does not include Serena Williams, that list should be thrown in the trash because Serena Williams is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Period. So definitely, I'm glad we're, she's on both of our lists. Uh, for me, at three, Tiger Woods. Look. I can't play golf to save my life, but I got clubs in the garage. Yep. I take my black ass to the golf course, and I'm trying to hit balls because of Tiger Woods. I feel like I, I, I just got black folks. We just got to try because Tiger Woods was out there dominating golf. Like you said, one of the, the most dominant 10-year stretch in the golf game that we've ever seen. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's tight. Like he truly, he changed golf for everybody. Yeah. But it was the first time that people like you and I saw somebody look like us go to the golf course and win. Yeah. It wasn't like he was just out there like the token black dude that's on the PGA Tour. He was the, one of the greatest golfers to ever live. Him and Jack Nicklaus, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really what it two. boils down to. Those one and two, no matter how you slice it. Um, and I know he's had like issues post career, or he's still playing. But you know, in the in the, in the back nine of his career, uh, no pun intended. But uh, he changed the game. Tiger Woods, one of the greatest athletes of all time, one of the greatest golfers of all time. He's on everybody's top five list. At two, I got MJ. I got Michael the Jordan. Disrespect. Now, let me let me preface this. I think Michael Jordan is is the greatest basketball player to ever live. All right. I think he's the greatest basketball player to ever live. But in my Mount Rushmore, like we, there was no criteria here, right? Yeah. There's some things that MJ didn't do that LeBron has done that I just really appreciate and can relate more to Bron. Um, you know, Bron, you know, he is number one on my Mount Rushmore. I'm not going to bury the lead. LeBron is number one on my Mount Rushmore of GOATs, 17 years of dominance, NBA titles with three different teams. The, the model of just consistency and health. He's going to go down in NBA history as top five in points, top five in assists, top five in, I mean, I think he's top five in rebounds as well. I mean, just he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player in NBA history. But then off of the court, he's one of the greatest sports philanthropists. He's sending kids to college, changing generational curses. He's building schools and helping kids get an education from uh, places like Akron, Ohio. Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with Twitter and social media. Like LeBron, from the time that he was on the cover of the Slam magazine when he was at St. Vincent, St. Mary's, to right now, he has been in the public eye, and you've never once heard about a scandal, a controversy, anything like that. He has just been 
squeaky clean in the public Somehow, eye. right? It's crazy. Now, I'm not saying he's been that behind closed doors, but you've never heard anything about LeBron James come out. To the contrary. And, you know, MJ didn't have to deal with Twitter and social media in, in, in this era of scrutiny where paparazzi is surrounding you every step of the way. He didn't have to deal with that. When MJ was approached with some of the same issues that LeBron James was approached with and faced with with social justice and racial equality, MJ said, I ain't talking about that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not messing up my money. I'm not doing that. LeBron James put himself out there calling out anybody and everybody from the commander in chief to media to whomever. Like He took a stand for what he believed in, and because of that... That's my goat. Like I look at LeBron and I look at my boys and say, that's somebody you want to be like. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if if you grow up to be any kind of sports figures, LeBron James is a role model for young kids. Oh, he's the staple. Yeah, he's he's a role model for everybody, man. So my goats, my goats, Usain Bolt, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and LeBron James. And 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 a player that missed the cut that I feel like should be in there is Tom Brady. Six Super Bowls. Mm, when I uh, when I think of the NFL and who's the greatest players to ever play, Tom Brady's the first name that pops in my head. And this last Super Bowl that he won with Tampa Bay, like solidified it for me. I mean, he was already up there. But six Yeah, no, he's already the greatest football player of all time. I don't think it's even a question. Six Super Bowls, and then you took a Tampa Bay team that missed the playoffs. In their first year, and you win in dominant fashion. I mean, he's 40-something years old, and he's still dealing. Like, And beat the reigning champs. I feel like it's egregious not to have Tom Brady on a top five list. I I really do. I feel so bad, but I think Usain Bolt deserves more credit for what he did in his sport. Yeah. And I'm not knocking, you know, Serena, Tiger, LeBron, or or MJ down. Yeah, no, I think like you talked about, man, it's just the sheer dominance um, on and off the field. And and as well, I think part of it too is like Tom Brady is not a role model for me either. And I look at all these other people I have ahead of them. I, I view them more as role models and like I don't have kids the way you do. But I would say look to these five before you look at Tom Brady. Because I, I still remember Tom Brady wearing a mega hat. And, you know, it is what it is. You're, you have the right to believe what you want to believe. Um, but these are the people that I want. Like if I was, uh, if I had a young girl, look at Serena and as well, another name I wanted to bring up because you didn't really talk about it was Naomi Osaka, who literally at center court after beating Serena for the first time cried because she beat her idol, the person she looked up to for her entire life. And now you see her wearing the masks of black people that were killed in, in police shootings. Again, just a, a huge force for women in sports. And I, and I think that when it comes down to it, that's what I look for in a GOAT. As much as I love them as athletes, I love to see what they do beyond that. You know, what, how, are they, how are they as people, as role models for future athletes and future individuals overall? Damn, I mean, you're hitting heavy stuff, man. I guess the, the player, that, the, the athlete that I was thinking about <laughs> Put 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 it in my pantheon. I wouldn't have fit because I was thinking about Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah, because I mean he's one of the greatest boxers to ever live, uh, and I just like I mean you talked about real stuff. I'm just talking about like ratchet shit that I like to see. <laughs> it's the 
It's the money thing. It's Floyd the black is, box, man. It's anything. It's it's Floyd Mayweather. He's beating cats down, then he's going to the strip club, and he's got private parties, and he's just blowing money. I just it's arrogant, it's cocky. We need to cut that. White fantasy show, black box show. We can't have that. <laughs>